Hey, real quick, would you like to join me for a fun and super practical challenge to increase your online visibility? The Visibility Kickstarter Challenge is hosted by my friend Alina Vincent, who, if you don't know, she is the queen of online challenges. <clears throat> and that means that this is going to be one of the most actionable, value-packed, and fast-to-implement challenges that you have ever been a part of. I recently used her challenge method in my last launch, and it was the most effective challenge we have ever run, and it was easier than any, ever, any challenge we've ever run uh, as well. It is completely free, so if you want to join me, I'll be there. Head over to jenlaner.com forward slash 084 to sign up. And again, that's jenlaner, L-E-H-N-E-R.com forward slash 084. Hey guys, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast with our girl, Jen. You're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast, episode number 13. And man, oh man, am I excited about our next guest. Not just because she's probably the nicest person on the internet, but I have about a million burning questions about LinkedIn, and I know she has the answer. She's co-founder of Vangresso, which is the largest provider of full-spectrum digital sales transformation solutions. She's known as the LinkedIn expert. She's the author of the best-selling LinkedIn Marketing, an Hour a Day, and LinkedIn, 101 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand. She's a regular contributor to Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, Selling Power, and the Social Media Examiner. And I'm sure the following credential is the one she uses at the top of her LinkedIn profile. And that is that for the third year in a row, she will be the LinkedIn camp counselor at my online social media summer camp, which you could check out at Camp with Jen. And of course, there'll be information in the show notes as well. This superstar, in fact, right now at this very moment is joining us from LinkedIn headquarters. So ladies and gentlemen, I bring you the LinkedIn expert, Vivica Von Rosen. Hey, Viv, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Good to talk to you again. Great to talk to you too. So I know you're busy. I'm wondering if you have been especially busy given it seems to me like there's this huge new interest in LinkedIn. It's, I don't yeah. know if it's the native video or the fact of the Facebook algorithm disaster. I don't know what it is, but like suddenly everybody's hot for LinkedIn. Is this true? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's social media marketing world. That's kind of suddenly LinkedIn was like this new social media site that everyone should pay attention to, even though it's the oldest <laughs> one out there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like, and, and people who poo pooed on, on, on LinkedIn before and like, yeah, you know, maybe it's not that bad. So um, it, it definitely seems to be getting a, a, a refresh and a rebirth. And, you know, part of that is exactly what you said it's it's facebook is and and all well instagram maybe not so much but facebook definitely seems to be missing messing with its timeline a lot um and same thing with twitter and linkedin is still pretty native is still pretty authentic um so i i think people are appreciating you know the old schoolness of of linkedin <laughs> until they change it Except again until they change it again <laughs> 
Except I see people like just out with their hair on fire over there because like, you know, somebody will post a meme or something and, and then people just freak out and they're like, this is not Facebook, yeah, you yeah. know, get it off of here. And, then, of um, course, and the messaging time, feels very... Oh, and then every time they do that, it gets it even more visibility and power. I mean, put, if you don't like something, just block it. <laughs> don't don't complain about <laughs> it because it'll only bring it back up to the top. Yeah, there there's still some Facebook type posts. Uh, showing up on LinkedIn for sure, math quizzes and pictures of beautiful horses and things like that. <laughs> right, right. But and but the chat is the chat's very like yeah. Facebook esque, but in a good way. Like I really like it. Yeah, yeah. You? I'm a big fan of of what they've done with with uh, LinkedIn messaging. So um, of course they couldn't call it Messenger because that was Facebook. But um, yeah, so LinkedIn messaging. But yeah, it's got the active status. It has the ability to upload gifts, and the gifts are actually the same that they have the tenor gifts that they have on Facebook, um, which is funny. Uh, you know, there's it. It is very interactive. In fact, just today I was having a chat back and forth with one of my profile writers. You know, on LinkedIn as if we were chatting on the phone because it is that that immediate now. It is definitely more of a chat feature than it is a email or inbox. But some things about LinkedIn are really like, are really still kind of rusty or janky, or I don't even know what the word is, but like, I don't, what is the deal with Facebook? I mean, LinkedIn groups, oh. like, are they a thing? Are they not a thing? Should we be using them? Are they history? I mean, what, personally, I think they're groups? probably being close to being history. Um, I, I heard from one of the insiders that, that they're, they're literally talking, of course, I've heard this before and said it before and then it and didn't happen. So <laughs> grain of salt, but yeah, I, I heard from a insider that, um, they, they're probably going to be doing away with it. And, and it's, I mean, it's too bad because there's so much power in groups as we can see with Facebook groups. I mean, Facebook groups are better than ever. Um, but yeah, I think LinkedIn groups are, are, are going to be a thing of the past. They just, when link, it's such a simple thing, right? And I think this is why, um, believe it or not, why, why G plus communities did really well was because of the, uh, because of the, um, uh, notifications. If you don't know, or the highlights or the notifications, if you don't know that someone has commented on your post or the, or your discussion or your update, then how can you have a conversation with them? And then what's the point, right? If you're not having conversations, kind of what's the point of groups? If you're not having conversations, then it is just a spammy, spam, spam fest. And of course, LinkedIn, right? So I'm like. That is like a a genius, like insight. That is like, you have no idea, like the, 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 the guys just parted and the sun just blasted through the clouds for me because that is it. That is the reason. And I didn't know why it was like it. I did. We don't get notifications in in LinkedIn groups. So that makes all the sense in the world because you have no, you forget what you post. I forget what I have for breakfast one hour ago. (laughs) So I don't remember. And and technically you get, I mean, technically you get the, the, the notifications, but you don't, no, you don't. (laughs) Right. The the LinkedIn groups app, which they only ever, I think released for the iPhone. That was pretty good for notifications, but you a had to know about it and B they got rid of it. So (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, the groups that worked well, worked really well. I mean, people have built businesses up on the backs oh, yeah. of these LinkedIn groups. Um, no, you you know, I wasn't one of those people, but I mean, <laughs> but I hear they have. <laughs> right. I've heard, I've heard all sorts of stories. 
Um, okay, so I kind of crowdsourced some questions from my uh, the amazing members of my community, the front row. Um, and because honestly, like it is just a hot topic. Like LinkedIn is just this sexy social channel all of a sudden. And so when I when I put the call out for questions at LinkedIn, I got like a million. So sure. I'll just ask a few. Okay. What about LinkedIn advertising for the little guy? I would say most of my listeners are entrepreneurs or small business owners. Does LinkedIn advertising it make does, sense for us? You have to come at it the right way. I literally just shot this video for, for LinkedIn Learning yesterday. A, be realistic. Like what, what are you using the ads for? Are you trying to sell a $500 product or $5,000 product or even a $50 product with a text ad? You're probably not going to see any ROI on that. Um, however, if you're using, and I, I'm a big fan of the sponsored updates and sponsored video now. Um, if you're using that to create awareness about your brand, your company, yourself, if you're using it to build top of, well, top line awareness, I just said that. If you're using it, um, for, you know, thought leader positioning, a little bit more exposure and eventually to get people into your funnel, then, then I think it works really well. Now, the, the secret to LinkedIn ads, both text ads, um, sponsored updates. And, and again, I'm not a fan of the text ads. Those are just the little boxes you see on the right hand side. Uh, but the, the sponsored updates and the sponsored videos, if you hyper target, if you try to get as close to a thousand people as possible in your targeted group and do more ads, like do, you know, you can use the same video, you can use the same update, but in the description section, you can customize it to your particular audience, be it by location or by industry or by group member or by keyword or whatever it is that you're targeting by sex, by age, you know, it, it, the, the more you can hyper target those groups, the more, the higher ROI you'll, you'll prove. And it takes a little bit longer but LinkedIn advertising now has the ability to save your audiences. So once you've created an audience, you can just click on it. You don't have to recreate the wheel every time. And when you go back in to sponsor an update, you can change the text in the description. So it's, it's, it's relatively easy to do to create those multiple micro-targeted um, ads. And that's where I begin to see some, some return on my investment in people uh, you know, getting to know who I am, maybe clicking through to my website and then jumping into to my uh, lead magnet. But trying to sell something on LinkedIn through ads doesn't work real well. Yeah, but I want to go back to the sponsored post situation. So like, let's say, um, I, first of all, I don't know what has happened to my own LinkedIn. I, I think when has like, was is there some new algorithm yeah. that kicked in with LinkedIn that is punishing me? Okay, so Very they're right. punishing me, I'm sure. Hmm. No, for um, when I first started my LinkedIn account, I don't even think I had a Facebook. I mean, I don't even think I had a profile. Okay, I didn't have. I don't even think I had a business. And um, I did that thing where you join and they ask if you oh, want to invite yeah, like yeah. every single contact that you have, yeah. including like your cable guy <laughs> exactly. and like the plumber you called that one time. So, so I did oh, that. Yeah. I just all of yep. them. I'm like, yep, everybody. So I'm wondering if they see that my audience is really not my audience because suddenly. Like the videos that I used to do, where or if I did a pulse um, public or a publication, it was all pretty good. And now I'm like, it's just complete like crickets. So the sponsored post situation, can I like do a video 
and then boost it similar to the way we do on Facebook? And let's suppose we put like 20 bucks behind it. Like, so, could you expect um, let, to see anything? Let, let me address two things here. Um, first of all, yes, it's so annoying um, that they, you could upload and invite everybody. But where you would see pushback from LinkedIn on that is you literally would not be able to invite anybody else without having their email address. So that's when, when, when LinkedIn spanks you for that particular action, uploading a bunch of people who are, are, you know, that th- they gave you the tool to do, but, um, that, that say they don't know you. That's, that's how LinkedIn spanks you for that. Chances are you're putting links. Um, even though you're adding a video, you might be going to learn more, you know, click here to my, so LinkedIn yeah. is really cracking down on anything with links. Um, and so as an, I know it's in their name for <laughs> crying out loud. Uh, so, LinkedIn. So, so I just, I've run this test a few times and, and, you know, understand this is analogical. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not true numbers. I've only run the test a few times, but so I did an article on LinkedIn publisher or something. I can't remember. Um, something LinkedIn-ish. And so I wrote the article, what you called Pulse, but the, the published post on that or the published article on that. It got like 55 views. And then I wrote an update and pointed back to it. And it got like 150 views. And then I did a video and I pointed back to it and it got like 1500 views. And then I did a video, but I didn't point back to it. I said in comments below, check it out. And it got like 15,000 views. And then I did an update, a long form update, which is just simply using as much as those 1300 characters as possible, but still an update form and put a link in the comments below, not in the actual thing. And again, it got like 15,000 views. So published article. So it's like you're backlinking to your own article. It's bad, but it is, well, and that, that part doesn't really matter. It's really about where you put the links. Um, so first of all, publisher, LinkedIn publisher. I, I just recently wrote an article, um, for LinkedIn. Um, well, I actually it was through, but anyway, it was basically for LinkedIn. They knew about it. They said they were going to promote it. And I ended up getting, um, 1500 views. And that's like with LinkedIn actively promoting the post. And that's less than I used to get just throwing something up there at, at some time. Right. So long form posts. I mean, if you're already writing blog or I'm sorry, long, <laughs> articles or published articles, if you're already writing blog posts, you might as well put them in there because it's, you can point to it and it proves you're an expert on LinkedIn and, and people can see it and read it. But I wouldn't create posts specifically just for LinkedIn anymore. Long form articles rather just for LinkedIn anymore. Now the update part of it, right? The, the spaghetti on the wall part of it though, if you are doing video, just if you want to add a link to the video either or so when I'm talking about video, let me back up even more. When I'm talking about video, I'm talking about native video, shooting a video on your phone or on your computer and then uploading it into LinkedIn. So that's native video as opposed to just sharing a link to a YouTube video because that's a link and it's just not going to get the visibility because I always, I also tested that. So if you've got a video that you've uploaded at some point to YouTube, but you've still got that raw native video, then just upload it into LinkedIn raw and that will get you significantly more visibility. And then if you do have a link that you want to point people to either back to YouTube or to your website, just in the description, because you get 1200 characters when you add a video or upload a native video in the description, say, you know, for more information on this, check it, check for the link in comments below. 
So you don't put the link in the article itself or in the, in the text itself. You put it, you hit, after you've done your video, you've, you've, you've put your up to 1200 characters worth of text. You've put your emojis and you've at mentioned people and you've added your hashtags. You hit post and then you go in and you comment on your own post and say, here's the video or here's the link I was talking about. So why do you, why do you reckon they're doing that? Like they, cause they, the links they yeah. think are take, taking people away exactly. from LinkedIn. The links are taking people away from LinkedIn. They're salesy. They're, 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 so that's the limits that, that Facebook and Twitter are also doing, but they're doing it cause they want you to pay to play. LinkedIn's at this point, um, somewhat more altruistically saying, Hey guys, this is LinkedIn. I want you to stay on LinkedIn. If you've got any information, you should share it from LinkedIn. So anything native. Okay. So, and if we're writing blog posts already, copy and paste them into Publisher. So for our listeners who are confused, um, can you explain the difference between the status update and the Publisher? Exactly. Um, And, you know, Publisher is one of those things that I'm I'm curious to see if LinkedIn keeps it or not, because they really are kind of limiting the visibility. When you go to your homepage on LinkedIn, you'll see, you know, in the, and either your homepage on LinkedIn or on your on your cell phone. Um, actually, you can't write an article on your cell phone. So when you go to your homepage on LinkedIn, there we go. You will see um, three options. You'll see the ability to write an article, images, and video. And so the write an article that will actually take you to a whole other page if you click on that, which looks like WordPress Lite, and it is. It's WordPress Lite. I mean, it, it, it's literally what WordPress used to be back in like 2004, if WordPress was even around back then. So it is, um, it, it is like a blog, and you can do, you know, header one, header two, normal text. You can do bullets and numbered lists and underline and bold and italicize um, and add quotations and add hyperlinks and add images and add video. So it is very much like a blog posts, like your blog posts that you would have on your, on your blog. Um, and the reason you would potentially duplicate that is because LinkedIn wants to keep you on LinkedIn. And so if someone's at your profile and they're considering hiring you and you've got this article there that talks about the very thing that they're interested in and they read through it and they take the time, you know, to, to read through it. So now they've got stake in the game because they've actually spent time on your profile and they're like, oh my gosh, this guy or this gal really knows what they're talking about. And then at the bottom, I always recommend putting your contact information or a calendar link to book some time with you, but, and a call to action to do so. But as they read through it, they're like, oh, this person really knows what they're talking about. And so it does, it doesn't help with visibility at all. It's not gonna, it's not gonna drive views to your profile because it's just not working that way anymore, but it does add credibility and thought leadership. And it does make it much easier for someone who's already on LinkedIn just to engage with you, either click through and and book some time with you or call you or email you because you put the links in there or message you on LinkedIn or even just reply in a comment. And I've literally had people go, I'm really interested in, in, in you having, and having you do this for our company. And I mean, it's like, okay, <laughs> that's good. Let's, let's, let's move forward. Didn't it used to be that they would notify all of your not- yeah. your contacts, whatever yeah. you publish, they don't they do don't that really anymore? They don't really do that anymore. So I, again, I, I've kind of not so much, not to the extent that I've thrown my hands up in the air around groups, but I've kind of like gone, okay, let's let publisher be what it is, which is just a, a, a way to position yourself as a thought leader. If you want to continue to to get visibility on that post, you can share it as an update. 
you know, once a week or so, that's fine. Um, you just literally go back in and click on that little share swooshy thing, that little sharing arrow, click to LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter if you want, um, and, and share the article as an update again. Or of course you can put it into whatever, you know, MedEgg or whatever, um, social sharing tool that you're using. LinkedIn doesn't seem to have the issues with sharing tools that, that Facebook and Twitter now have. But having said that, any share you do with a link in it, even if it's back to a LinkedIn platform, uh, LinkedIn just doesn't like those links anymore. Okay. Well, that's great information because it's going to change the advice that I give to people about LinkedIn. <laughs> so thanks for that. All right. Also, I want to get something straight for the record. So a lot of people, and I even saw someone on video on LinkedIn say, this is my first time going live on LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm like, you are not live. You're you not are recorded. Live. Exactly. <laughs> So, all right. It's so, another video I just shot for LinkedIn Learning. It's not live. It's, it's almost live. It's almost like, live. It's live-ish. It's, you it's can make it genius. look live. It is kind of genius because here's the thing. Like on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and anywhere else that we might do live video, we're, we're, we're kind of used to the non-professional manner of which people do live video, like in their car, in their Chewbacca, Chewbacca masks, right? <laughs> right. Like, and, and uh, don't even get me started, but on LinkedIn, we are expecting something slightly more professional. So that's the nice thing about it being almost live, you know, right. You can shoot it on your phone. You can, you can create a well-crafted video on your, on your computer, you can add your captions, you can add your links in there in the video itself, not into the text around the video. You know, you can you can do whatever you need to do to edit it, make it a little bit better. You can shoot it on Zoom where they have, um, oh my God, guys, ladies especially, never mind the guys, ladies. It, oh, I know what you're going to say right? because it, Zoom it's everything. It's everything. Um, Zoom has this new filter. Well, it's not new. It's a year old. It's new to me filter. That um, it, it's what improved my appearance or something like that. Touch up, touch, touch up, up my appearance. Touch up my appearance, which gets rid of the wrinkles and the shininess and the blemishes. It doesn't have a hair like a good hair day app yet, but um, it. <laughs> I mean, I'm freaking in love. So I'm like, from now on, shooting all my videos on Zoom, saving them as an MP4, and then uploading I mean, them separately. It is a real thing. Like it is a it real is consideration. A real what consideration. When Google Hangouts got rid of their smooth effect, yet they kept the pirate patch, yeah, eye patch, and right? the clown nose, but they got rid of the only filter they got rid of was smooth effect, which was, it made you look so amazing, like even without yes. a stitch of makeup. So it's because, no offense, guys, but it really is because all the developers are, are, guys. are guys that are creating this and they, they do not know that. If, if, if Zoom just went out and marketed this feature and put it in front, like of their messaging. I mean, people would come in droves, but anyway, I digress. Okay. So on, on video, what is, what do you see as like examples of people who are using it really well right now on LinkedIn? Um, you know, and so it's, it's kind of all over the map. So I, the people who are doing it really well or who are getting a lot of views, like, so my friend, Jim Keenan, he's, he's, um, Keenan period like literally Keenan space period on, on LinkedIn. If you want to find him, he rants, he just like rants like a crazy guy. And he uses a lot of foul language, which I'm actually <laughs> fine with, 
but his his average um, his average video gets about twenty five thousand to fifty thousand views. But he's very, very consistent. So, so what everyone can adopt, if you don't want to uh, adopt the foul language, the consistency of which he does it. So he is setting people's expectations that he will have this content for them to, to look at. So that's one thing. He is controversial-ish. You know, he, so he's like, LinkedIn profiles are stupid. And so, of course, people are, are like, no, they're not. No, they're not. But, but, but what he's saying is the way people use LinkedIn profiles is stupid and they should really use them as a resource and to engage with people and blah, blah, blah. So he, he always has these controversial or, or apparently controversial topics um, that get people riled up and excited and sharing and commenting. Um, so that's so Jim. So those are two like learning points from Jim. Another person who does it really well because she's just so good at video is our friend Sue Zimmerman. So, right. Mm-hmm. So she's so comfortable with doing Instagram live and Instagram videos and she's got all of those resources. So she's just repurposing them on LinkedIn, but they're, they're gorgeous because that's how she just does gorgeous video. I mean, she's got such a good eye and the color is good and the composition is good and the content is good and they're polished but they're not polished within an inch of their lives. They're still very human. And she also has the language. Um, and so she gets a lot of views and a lot of engagement. Um, another person who does them really well, not as often, but still does them really well is actually my colleague, Kurt, who is uh, the master of the green screen. So I think his his most popular video got a ton of views and it was actually a salesy video. We were doing a conference at in um, for Frost and Sullivan in Tahoe. And so he green screened himself talking about the conference, but skiing down a hill. And oh, yeah, brilliant. it was brilliant. He got just so many views and comments. Now I actually shot a video of me literally skiing down a hill and, and, and sharing the same kind of content about, um, and Sullivan and got far less views and comments. <laughs> so people like the green screen. So that was a much more produced type thing. Something that's going on right now is uh, the CEO of our new company, uh, Mario Martinez, is is posing a, a a a knockdown, drag out fight between himself and and Gabe Larson uh, of Inside Sales, um, talking about inbound versus outbound sales techniques. And so. He, now that it's almost launched and we can talk about it, it you know, it was definitely produced. It's, it's, they, they're friends that, that they, that there was no a- antagonism there, but it was, it was really to, to drive visibility around this. Oopsie Daisy. It was really to v- drive visibility around this, um, this webinar that the two of them will be doing together, talking about inbound and outbound sales strategies. And, and, but, but it got so much, both, both Gabe's and, um, and Mario's videos got so much visibility because, you know, it, it was this perceived fights between the two of them. Right. So that was actually quite brilliant. So there's, there's definitely people, Very right. Brilliant. There's definitely people doing it really, really well. Yeah. Everybody loves a good fight. Everybody <laughs> Everybody wants to see a throwdown. Um, all right. I got it's like some rapid fire questions sure. for you because I don't want to because because uh, I've got all these questions from the front row. So um, best places to focus on for SEO with LinkedIn if you if 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 it's even a thing. Yeah. So um, SEO, probably still the title fields, um, your your headline, your title fields. It is still a thing. Just be super careful with it. You don't want to, you know, it, 
there, you still see people just keyword stuffing their profiles and that might get them found, but then you go to their profile and you're like, ew, gross. So right. <laughs> just find that nice balance <laughs> between exactly between findability and ugh, gross. So that's one place, you know, those everyone's like endorsements skills. They're so dumb, but, but LinkedIn's actually put a lot of thought into skills and there's a couple areas where, where it's really important because first of all, they're, they're always testing out new tools. Like they had this magnet, which they didn't end up releasing, but it's based on skills. And now they've got these hashtags that are somehow based on skills and, and suggestions to connect based on skills. So you definitely want to get your keywords into skills. And then you definitely want to get um, people endorsing those skills. Because every time someone endorses a skill, it's a little bit like getting a new, uh, get, getting another keyword in your profile. So those are some areas that you can add your keywords to make your profile a little bit more findable. Ah, okay. This is from... Uh, one of my students who helps lawyers with their marketing, and she says that sh her clients are always ask asking her if they should keep their contacts private. And they also ask whether they should turn off the people viewed feature. I can't people read my, my profile. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I would not turn that off. No, I, you know, the, the, the more visible and public your profile is, the more visible and public your profile is, period. You know, the more findable you are on Google, the more findable you are on LinkedIn. Um, so I would not turn that off with the exception of if you've got weirdo stalkers out there, then, you know, by all means, but, and, and don't be fooled because I was fooled by LinkedIn where I thought if my profile was visible, to just other LinkedIn members that my whole profile would be visible to just other LinkedIn members. But there's a glitch right now where your, your image may not, even though you've made your profile visible to all LinkedIn members, your image might not show up. So if you want your image to show up, you still need to make it public. Now, once you've made your, your, your profile public to everybody, you can still limit within your profile what people can see. So if you're uncomfortable with people seeing your experience, your past experience, the descriptions around your experience, your summary, whatever, you can, you can turn that off. And then your, your name and your, your photo and your, you know, your title and your keywords and your professional headline and all that will still be visible. Um, so it, it, it is always up to you, but if you are looking for more visibility on LinkedIn, then you need to be more visible. Now, as far as people also viewed, that's when LinkedIn shows you other people that have um, other other profiles that people have viewed along as well as yours. And I like it because I like to see who basically my competition is out there. Some people don't like it because they're like, ugh, well, if they don't like my profile, then they're going to go look to the right side of my profile and there's my competitor and they're going to go over to that person. And it, and oftentimes, if it's a bigger company, um, other employees of that company will be over there. So Yes, I mean, that's a concern. And so if it is a concern to you and you do not want other people to see your competitors, which a lot of people don't, I get that, um, then by all means, feel free to turn that puppy off. Um, and then as far as anonymity, being having an anonymous profile when you're looking at other people or being fully visible when you when you look at other people, if you make your profile anonymous, if you have a free account, which most people do, 
um, then just know you will not be able to see the people who viewed your profile, which are a source of leads. And also looking at other people's profiles are, is a, is a, is a way of building that top of mind awareness. I mean, there's, there's third party apps, which by the way, third party apps, LinkedIn's really cracking down on them right now. I've actually stopped using them myself entirely. There are, there are third party apps that will actually view people's profiles. So that's what they do. So I would recommend leaving and, and making your profile fully visible when you're looking at other people's profiles, unless you're looking at competitors or unless you're, you know, looking at candidates and you don't want them to see that or whatever. But, um, that's just a couple privacy issues to be aware of. And what about keeping your contacts private? Um, that is completely up to you. It, there's no downside upside. Now, what I tell people is remember, and thank you for bringing that up because there's one more thing I wanted to, to add, which is a new setting. Remember, it's not everyone who can see your profile. It's literally just the other, your other contact, or I'm sorry. It's not everyone who can see your contacts. It's literally just your other connections can see each other. So if you have a gazillion connections on LinkedIn that I do, and you absolutely know that you are probably connected to your competition and you know they're savvy and you know that they're looking at your network to get, you know, prospects for their network, then, um, yeah, turn that off. Make it, make your connections visible to only you. However, um, if you're pretty, if, if you've been very strategic about your network, you know, you're not connected to any other competitors, um, then absolutely leave it on because one of the benefits of that is the, the introductions where you can ask for introductions and other people can ask you for introductions. And that's one of the most, now they took away, so let me clarify this. They took away the introduction tool, except for in Sales Navigator, which is the premium sales account. But you can still do it old school, right? Like, hey, I see that you know Jen. Um, I've been admired, you know, I loved her podcast and her, her, her social media camp program for years. I was really hoping you'd be willing to introduce me and do it old school, like through a phone call or an email or, or through messaging on LinkedIn. So you can still do it. It's just that the actual click get introduced to tab is gone. Uh, now, the other new thing, which I really, 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 really like is LinkedIn used to, so make sure to check this in the privacy settings under privacy, you, LinkedIn used to, if you were first level connections, show automatically show, and by default, it still does this, show your email address. And what happened was I would connect with someone, you know, I'd vet them, but some people slipped through. And the next thing I know, I'm on all of these freaking email lists because all they've done, the second we've connected, they've just boop, popped my email without my connection. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. Popped my email without my, without my permission into, uh, you know, into, um, their email list. And that just drives me insane. You did not have, I connected with you on LinkedIn. I did not want to get your email on the latest aerospace technologies, you know, like no lie. And, and so that drives me insane. Anyway, so you can make it so that first level connections can message you through LinkedIn, but they can't get your email. And I have definitely turned that off and I am not getting on nearly as many email lists as I used to. Now my email address is still extremely visible on my, on my summary section. It's still right there. So if people wanted to take a 10, 10 seconds and look for it and find it, and then I guess manually add me to their email list, they could, but no one does. 
So, you know. Right, because I'm sure it's a scraping tool. It's a scraping. That is it's, doing it's, that. it's a nift, right? If this, then that. If, if this person connects, yeah. then add them to my, my, my email list. And yeah, since people are lazy, um, I'm not, yeah, I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Where is that in settings? I'll find it. It's just settings. It's, uh, settings, privacy. Um, privacy. And so, yeah, so under the me, you go to settings and privacy. Then you click on the privacy tab again, and then it's right under this, the second one, who can see your email address. And now you can make it only you first degree, first and second, or everyone on LinkedIn. And it's funny because in the past I would have said everyone on LinkedIn, but I've been put on, I, I mean, I no lie. I, I probably opt out of 15 to 20 email lists a day. And so not, not quite as many now that I've done this, but, um, certainly in its heyday, it was almost a hundred email lists a day that I was opting out of. Wow, that's yeah. Insane. Yeah. And now it's maybe five or 10. Yeah. Oh, much yeah. better. All right. Well, that's a great yeah. tip. I'm like, as soon as we just, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going over there right away. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> All right. Sil- I'm so on it. Sylvia who says she is from the same frozen part of Canada (laughs) where you are from. She, uh, and she says she thinks you're great. And she said, I connect with, let's see, I'm very careful with who I connect with on LinkedIn uh, and won't connect with anyone I haven't met in person or had significant dealings with online. Should I accept anyone uh, for maximum marketing purposes, anyone and everyone? There's a, there's a middle line there. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. So, and this is what I do. I, I connect with anyone who I feel they can, they might be a good resource for me and my business, or I, I know I can, I would be a good resource for them. And, and since I am very much not a, I can help anyone with a computer or I can help anyone with a LinkedIn profile type person. Like I'm very specific about my niche. If they don't fall into my niche, then they don't, you know, then they don't get, they don't get on there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hashtags, yes or no? Yes. Well, they work on LinkedIn. They work on, yeah. Hashtags are most definitely a thing on LinkedIn again, like hugely. Um, hashtags in your updates, hashtags in your published posts hashtags on your videos, hashtags, hashtags, hashtags everywhere. Now, having said that, please don't do what people do on Facebook and add 500 hashtags. It's just gross. So (laughs) yeah, it looks terrible. It looks terrible. So my, my rule of thumb is three or four relevant hashtags to your industry, to what you do. And then one, one hashtag that's very unique because with LinkedIn, like with the, with the other tools, your, your, your posts just disappear after a while, not your long form articles. They stay forever, but your posts just kind of disappear after a while. And if you've got a really good video or you've got a really good update and you use a very unique hashtag, like we've got, um, hashtag LinkedIn vids and, um, hashtag LinkedIn pics, it's, it's easier to find those updates in those videos for future reference and for future sharing or, and it's not either or, and I also share those posts or I'm sorry, I also save those posts in a um, folder on my, uh, on my, my Chrome browser. Um, but you can also bookmark and favorite them too, so that you can easily find them and share them again. Great. All right. Hashtags. It is my last question comes from a member of the front row who is a coach for women who helps 
them to negotiate. And while her target audience is most certainly on LinkedIn, she's actually developing a Facebook community where she'd really like to, you know, grow the community. What is the best way she asked to invite people from LinkedIn over to Facebook? Yeah, I would manually do it. Now you could uh, like, she's absolutely right. It's funny. I'm I'm laughing to myself because one of our, our user community groups to support our LinkedIn clients is on Facebook. So go figure. Um, because LinkedIn groups suck. Um, so, <laughs> so I would manually invite the people that I wanted over, give them a reason why they should join your group on, on Facebook. Don't just automatically add them. They didn't ask for it, but let them know why it's a good idea. Um, let them know the benefits of it. Let them know that there might be some, some, you know, there, you know, maybe there's something that they can get through that group that they can't get anywhere else. So let them know that there's, there's some real benefits to joining the group. And then what you might want to do, you know, you could create the content first and just copy paste, copy paste. I would not send it out as a group message. Like, oh God, that just drives me nuts on all the social platforms, you know, Dear Alan, Jane, Jim, June, Jerry, Jack, and Jill, um, you know, join my group. And I'm going to pretend this is a personalized message to you. Um, I would send the message through LinkedIn, but I would do it individually one-on-one because there's a higher open rate. And then I would use a tool like Texter uh, or Text Expander or one of those, you know, one of those tools where you can just put in a couple characters and it goes and and your entire text is there because maybe you want to do two or three different invitations, you know, one for women in, you know, different industries or, you know, whatever to, to make it seem even more customized. But, um, yeah, I would, I would actually individually invite those people through LinkedIn, as long as your first level connections with them, if you're not, then, then go email. But if you are, or, you know, get a premium account and go with, uh, go with, with, um, in mail. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's the way to go. And people don't get annoyed by that, like uh-uh. invitations in their inbox on LinkedIn. No, because it's, I mean, it's it's a business site. I mean, they can ignore it. They, they don't. Right. They don't have to accept it. But that's kind of the whole point of of LinkedIn. Eventually, is to <laughs> to sell something. <laughs> what if she talked about her group in a video? And did a video and she talked about her group and then boosted it. I don't, I keep calling it biz boosted, but it's sponsored, right? Yeah, yeah. You could do that. You could absolutely do that. Um, Just understand it's still, even though you're boosting and sponsoring it, it's still spaghetti on the wall. Your video has to be really good and grab people's attention, but maybe you do something like, you know, like Mario and Gabe did. You know, you, you, you do something to boost that really grabs people's attention. It's just, you're going to get more visibility. But if you're actually wanting a person to open it, you know, there's no guarantee Mm -hmm. of that. So you do both. There's no either or. I mean, you can absolutely do both. Try it all. Try it all. All right. Well, this has been really, truly enlightening. I mean, I thought I was up on my LinkedIn game and I'm, I'm like, I'm so not. I'm, <laughs> I, there's so many things that I learned. So I'm really, really excited to head over there and start to um, fix some things. Let us know where is the best place for people to learn more about you or work with you or read all your fantastic tutorials, videos, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, so vengresso.com is our, our website, 1S. V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O.com, Vengresso.com. 
our blog is just full of podcasts and articles and ebooks and infographics and all kinds of good stuff. We've got a whole team now, which yay. Um, <laughs> so I don't have to deal with that anymore. Just write the occasional article and shoot the occasional video. Yeah. Nice. Yes. That, that's a nice thing about having a, a bigger company now. Um, you can always find me LinkedIn expert on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. And, and I'm old, so you can always just email me Vivica at Vengresso.com. I still respond to that. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. I learned so much about LinkedIn. And for the show notes, the transcripts, all the links, just head over to jenlaner.com forward slash 13. You need to spell that out. And it's not just the number 13. And also, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, Vivica is going to be a counselor at my online social media summer camp and is going to do an intensive LinkedIn training with us. More information about that is at campwithjen.com. And did you know that I do a daily Monday through Friday flash briefing via Amazon Alexa? So you just tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, add the front row entrepreneur flash briefing And whenever you play your flash briefings, you will hear me give you a short three to four minute update about all the latest news in social media and online marketing. See you next time.